Okay, hi, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Jeff and Paul from Strangers with Guns. How are you, lads? Mr. Crack. Welcome to the show. And my wonderful co-host as well, Daniel. Well, sorry. Thanks for joining us. So, Daniel, we just go over to you. You've been uh, benefiting uh, from the move to Limerick. You've been at how many gigs now? So I was at Tombs um, with Hashmaker. And yeah. that was good crack. And I was at Crack Savage with Host there last weekend. And that was fucking class. Actually, both gigs were absolutely outstanding. Um, mm. Top class, like tunes blew the, blew everyone away. Everybody was like, Jesus Christ. For, <laughs> for a band that's been through a pandemic, they were so tight. And Hashmaker sure were great crack. That was their first gig, um, wasn't it? Hashmaker. First yeah, gig, yeah. Yeah, really, really good fun, uh, good energy on stage. And I wasn't sure how, like, is in the two of them will work together because they're two very different bands, yeah, but they're really, mm-hmm. really complimented each other. And uh, I know it was, it was outstanding. And then Host and uh, Crack Savage, Crack Savage always bring it. Like, they're always outstanding. I've never seen and them. I have you not? No, me oh, They're absolutely, highly recommend them. Um, and Host... Ghosts were so good that one of the lads was like, is that actually ghosts on stage? <laughs> and we're it like, somebody was smoking, yeah? But no, he was, he was just drinking and we were like, uh, no, uh, lad, it's a uh, cover band. He was like, I was wondering, I was like, weren't they in Slain there not too long ago? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where were they in Was it Dolan's? Or? Yeah, Dolan's. Dolan's. So um, one was in the Casbah and the other one was on the, on the warehouse. Don't really like, get ghosts, to be honest, but... They look cool as fuck And no. that's the biggest problem yeah. with me They look cool but they sound in uh, Eurovision and nah. Rat is a good singer Yeah, they've got some I know they've got some great tunes And Dolan's is all done up They've done a great mm. job inside There's a bar upstairs now Like in, in the warehouse and everything It's class yeah. That sounds class, yeah, yeah. We played yeah. classes yeah. down there once, but that was the only place the milk market where did you, where did you play Jeff? Um, uh, the milk market bar down there oh, yeah. Dirty okay. Casuals in Steiner oh so that's a great lineup. Yeah, fucking yeah. hell Steiner saw it out um, we, we still have to get the boys back down to Dublin but. <laughs> we do indeed I see they're on there they were supposed to be on the siege aren't they if that's going ahead after yeah, today's yeah. announcements yeah. And all. oh man yeah today's announcements like uh, <laughs> Have everybody just been going, what the fuck does that mean for the live gig industry? Because it's so confusing. But I still no see sense. it, isn't it? Yeah, but it makes no sense because nightclubs are allowed open and, and do what they want. Like, But you're supposed to sit down at a gig. Um, you're supposed to sit, it's, it's funny, you can dance in a nightclub, but then when you want to drink, you have to go sit down and wait for it to be brought over. That's yeah, so it just strange. makes no fucking sense. Like it's no, ridiculous. No. Like ninety-two percent of the population are vaccinated. Like so, yeah. like pubs could have easily removed the uh, mandatory table service, you know, and just limit uh, entrance just by having the vaccine passes, you know. Well, I just say they can't arrest us all. So if everybody ignores <laughs> it, then fucking good luck to them. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is a really annoying situation, and I don't know what. Um, say the likes of late bars now again that have live music, even just the ones that will bring in cover bands, um, they're all going to be still wondering what they can and cannot do. So maybe they might clar- clarify it in the next few days. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the siege is, um, it is compromised anyway at the moment. So it's a rough one. Yeah. So by the time this episode 
<laughs> we'll go out. We're either going to have one of the best nights ever or just <laughs> yeah. fucking sitting around going, wow, it could have been great. Like, I don't know. Do you have somewhere so to crash had... in Limerick now without Danielle's living there? <laughs> oh, Danielle is uh, going to be hosting, I'd say, plenty, I'd say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we've got like about six or seven people staying here that night. So, um, yeah. Get we a are... second fridge and hide the good one. <laughs> the, the, last time, the last time those people came down here, we got complained. Uh, so let's oh, Really? Yeah, yeah. So let's hope that doesn't happen again. Um, okay. we've, been, we've been on the rest of behavior since and we've, we've worked it out what rooms to go into and not to go into. So uh, we're kind of are you got are you in an apartment block? Is it or something? <clears throat> no, we're in a we're in a housing estate. So um okay, yeah. so there's neighbours either side of you, is it? Just one side, but like you know, it's okay. a really it's a really nice family estate. So like you know, <laughs> they just seen they just seen all the boys come in with all all the beers <laughs> and, and and like all the, the metal gear on, like and they were just like, what's going on inside there? <laughs> And we made the mistake of going up to the up to the bedroom that's like right beside theirs and blaring like metal. So Jeez, probably wasn't, yeah. wasn't probably the, probably wasn't the smartest, but we were like really apologetic and we haven't done it done done that since. So. Did you invite them in? That might be the way around it. I don't know. Like with, 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 the, with the three kids and their dog as well. Come on in. <laughs> so you have been busy, lads, over COVID. Um, I always. Yeah, Admire your work ethic. In, in fairness, like um, there's a new EP. Is it an EP or an album? It's a double EP. It's a double EP. So yeah. We're sending it to reviewers and call calling it an album because they only review albums a lot of places. But we're telling everyone yeah. it's a double EP. Yeah, it's definitely a double EP. Yeah. We have an album coming next year. Right. That one. More excited about than this EP, but yeah. The thing is, the album is like it's really metal, and then this yeah. kind of. People might hear this and be like, why did she have them on the show? <laughs> nah, nah we've, always, we've always been championing you, haven't we, Daniel? I don't know, we definitely massively appreciate it. Now, the, the title, right? Now, how's your man? Is your dad working? Has that, like, you have been feeding that out to certain sources of media <laughs> and it's, I don't know, are you just taking the piss or? <laughs> it's, it's not, it's, we, we have a different title now. The title yeah. now is Become a Pope. Okay, right. <laughs> we, we were back and forth on the boat, and but like, coming up just kind of looked better on a t shirt. On a t shirt, <laughs> yeah, looked better on a t shirt, which Jeff can explain to you the meaning behind that. Um, it's not, yeah, I mean, not definitely <laughs> both of them have potential for great t shirts, actually, yeah. both titles, but uh. True. Explain become a pope, Jeff. <laughs> um, well, there's this kind of mock religion that was started in the 60s called uh, Discordianism. And they kind of like so the the woman on the front is the goddess on the front, sorry, is Eris, and that's who they um they worship. And the whole mm-hmm. religion kind of basically believes that chaos is like the natural order of things, and you know, our minds perceive order, but it's not really there, it's just things like that. And uh the Kumba Pope was they start kind of they printed all these Pope cards in the sixties and seventies, and they'd all just christen each other popes. Um and I don't know, I know they sold like 5 million cards doing it. So I'm like, maybe some old hip will remember and they'll see become a Pope and they'll see Eris on the front and they'll be like, uh, we oh, want, yeah, 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 we, yeah. we want the mad bastards. Like the, the, the random mad bastards that know what that is, is who we yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> they, they printed 5 million, they sold 5 million cards. Yeah, they were all, cri- they, like, so once you're a Pope, like, so say I could, I could christen everyone listening to the show as now a Discordian Pope. 
And it's kind of uh, like so it's kind of like it's a mock relation, so it makes a mock relation. Yeah, sounds like something that'd be on Netflix now, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe there's a few documentaries on it. Um there's a few like with like speakers on it, like Robert Anton Wilson and I know Tim and Leary there... was loosely associated. Ah, Tim Leary, yeah. Dropped plenty of acid. Yeah, all the radical thinkers in the sixties and seventies, like um Mm. And, and is there um, one or two songs that reference that on the double EP? Mm, no. I wouldn't say <laughs> really so. no. We have an anti, yeah, yeah, which I think you, you played, but I don't know. Oh, Fuck the American Dream, yeah, great song. Yeah. Oh, no, even every yeah. Sunday kind of uh, mocks religion a bit there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I suppose religion is definitely one of is one there for metal bands to comment on a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if, I thought it was brave with fuck the American dream. How, how would that go down actually? And did you get much um, well, views it, and listens on, on that with, with that title? Well, we actually got a remastered for the EP. Like everyone on the EP is we kind of released it too soon. Like the master wasn't perfect on it, but. Did did okay. Yeah, yeah no, it did. It did the best of all the singles we did. Um, lots of people liked and shared, it and uh, it got added to a few Spotify playlists, which feels like it doesn't really mean something. But the optics look uh, good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. So once you crack a thousand players and you see all that stuff, like it looks good to people looking at it. But I don't know how much it really means. Hmm. Where? What do you think, Daniel? I thought it was a great tune. Um, and I, yeah, I definitely was drawn to the title of it as well. Like, you know, I was kind of like, oh, what's, what's this about? Because I didn't know what you were going to throw out next, lads. Um, <laughs> They're that type of band, aren't they? Which is always yeah. a great thing for me. Yeah, yeah and I, I have to say as well, after listening to WP, I, I love your lyrics. Um, there's, there, there's very one important if Daniel likes your lyrics. Yeah, there was one <laughs> it will that will be revealed in another podcast. <laughs> oh, I've listened to the forums enough, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there, there was one I actually I, I, I got a good laugh off of. Uh, was it um, he's on Dr. Smile. Uh, Lipper can't change his spots. Good thing you're not a fucking leopard. <laughs> I got yeah. a great laugh on that one, though. Yeah, no, good stuff, lads. Yeah. Dr. Smile is like that's a Philip K. Dick reference. Um there's a ah, there's a book, okay. um, The Tree Stigmata of Palmage. I always get it wrong because there's a TV show called The Strain, and they use the main character's name backwards as the main character is this book. So one is Palmer okay. Eldridge and the other is Eldridge Palmer. Right. But I think it's the Tree Stigmata of Palmer Eldridge. And um there was a mo like there was a computer counseling unit. And it was called Dr. Smile that just gets referenced a lot. So I was like, that's pretty... I like referencing Philip K. Dick, like, mm. but, but not in an obvious way, like, and, uh, yeah. just throwing in little things like that. A lot of Jeff's, uh, lot of Jeff's lyrics, he literally just comes up uh, when we're recording as well. I don't know if I should say <laughs> that, but nearly written on the day. <laughs> oh, do, man. Fill us in. Fill us in. Was there a few of those, yeah, that made the EP? Drawless is. Didn't there? Uh, well, the, the, the album that's next to... Uh, the three songs we recorded were all on the day after the guitar, all my guitar parts were done. And then I was just there scribbling and trying to get it done in time. Well, a lot of rappers are doing that nowadays. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's better to work with deadlines, but um, for this one, like we are kind of going, it, it almost feels like there's a lot of like meme or viral potential stuff on it. Like I was yeah. hoping, uh, maybe all I do is smoke crack and throw bricks at kids. People will dig that and that would like do something, or I don't know. There's a couple Which, of songs I like don't that. Know, I don't know why you keep thinking people, but that's on a t shirt as well. If anyone wants it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy that t shirt, but it's there. 
Somebody got fatter somewhere. <laughs> and yeah. Who did the mastering mixing? Was it Michael Richards yeah, or? Yeah. Okay, you stuck with him. Richards, Excellent yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're his best customers by far. <laughs> Share with Mick. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, he must love your band as well. Um, I'd say like you're a, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> you know, it's always stressful being in Ciudad, and it was really good. Like, yeah. but we're just never. We can never like we we live in three different counties and work three different shifts. Like we can never rehearse as much as we'd like, and so it does yeah. feel a bit, you know, under pressure. Like, very, like we're not one of these bands that are like super tight. Like when we <laughs> like we're kind <laughs> of like chaotic, but that sort of thing. Yeah, um, where's Ricky? Is he living in what county is he in? He's, uh, he's, the, he, yeah, he's the one that lives straight in bang in the centre of Dublin. Who lives ten minutes yeah. from everything. All right, and Jeff, you're outside Dublin, is that? Yeah, I'm in Mead now, and Renwick. Are you really? Together. I didn't know you moved. Because when did you yeah. head out there? I am um, just August of 2020. Oh, yeah. Cool. So okay. So it's difficult then, obviously, to meet up and uh, practice. Yeah, and like I suppose, like my job is civil service, which w- was very handy during the pandemic. But now I'm back into uh, <laughs> like we we all work different shifts <laughs> and. Uh, it's getting a bit messier to keep the ball, keep everything moving. So good thing yeah. we've, like, we've a good backlog of material, which is good. But um, we still manage somehow, even though we very rarely get to see each other or practice. Or yeah, and like, um, fluoride in the music that video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where did that come about? Was it just we show up somewhere and we yeah, pretty much, it? pretty much, yeah, pretty much. I think Jeff, why, why, you came up with the script in like five minutes and we just went and shot and. Normally, I like, I shoot an idea around it and then he'd go, oh, I like that, I like that. And then I shoot another one. He was like, I like the last idea more. And then I shoot another one. And he's like, what? We're going to do the skating instead. Yeah. And then I was like, right, well, hold on, I'll figure something out for this. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we brought a few skaters up with us and then like there, there was a boys in the park that we shot as well. And then. Mm. And of course, um, Daniel. Do you realise that the two of them died at the end? They were um, <laughs> yeah. they flew off the cliff in the car. Yeah. yeah. But this is the purpose of tonight's podcast, wasn't it? Yeah, we had some plan, but we didn't do the preparation. We were going to pretend like, what, what was the plan? That we were kidnapped. Yeah. Ricky yeah. said, or if, uh, if Ricky said, um, how are you? I said, I'm just at the getting out of hospital because uh, what saved me in the back of the car was all our unsolved merch cushioned my fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had a few angles we were thinking of going with it because, just because um, we were, we were going to take do... a month off after like Yeah, we were going to do a full media blackout but then it just didn't happen and we'd have cunts wondering like if People are it was actually and, like, true that the car went off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very believable, lads. Yeah. Yeah. And now just to go dead silence after that. But oh. <laughs> so we're under a blackout. Uh, did we review uh, Fuck the American Dream, Daniel, on the, on the forums? And yeah. we were hoping for that video with a load of American vintage clips. But yeah, there, I think we did, yeah. There's meant to be a video and there will be a video for that. But it's just we shot a live performance part of it and then we we're supposed to shoot scenes. But the dude we were working with, it was my mate. He normally shoots rap videos and they just... We'll get it done. It, there will be a video for that out eventually. We started mm. shooting it in March of this year. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he did run a trailer with, with, a, with an American family, wasn't it? Looking at a TV. Yeah. And I was just going, oh, this is big yeah. class. Like, you know. we, had, we had a good build-up for that, I think, with Instagram. Because what happened was we made, I made loads of like about five different cover arts and the boys were like, no, 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 until we got the right one. So then I just kind of posted them leading up. 
there was a big mm. there was a big build up that people were expecting. I think but people were yeah. expecting a mad video or something. Mm. Then there will I be mean, eventually. Yeah, that was the track as well on the forums where uh, Evan thought the drums were programmed. Remember? It's fairness to him to do sound very programmed, but they were just that that song in particular got a bit edited. I don't use normally that much. Okay, so you have uh, said that it was done by yourself. Fair play to both. <laughs> it's his pet hate, like, isn't it? Oh, it's, program it's, drums. He calls it out every time. He does, yeah. I'd say, I'd say like, no, you know, like I say he's right most of the time, like, you know what I mean? Because, mm. well, like, I'm the same way. It is like, uh, I, I don't really fuck with the song as much once I found out, find out the drums are programmed. Like, it's, Especially in metal as well, because they're doing like all these mad crazy rolls and fucking mad crazy double bass, and it's not as impressive if a computer did it. You know what I mean? But yeah, ah, oh, you'd be found out anyway. Definitely by Evan. He's coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's right about like the majority, like hundred percent of the time. Well, ninety nine point nine bar bar American dream. But... Yeah, do you know about? Let's just talk about Facebook there for a minute because a lot of people are complaining. I mean, it's it is an ongoing issue with uh, posting stuff on Facebook, it's, but it's after getting really bad in the last two or three months for bands to get uh, an audience reach um, through Facebook. Have any opinions on that or any theories? Why? Um, it's looking for money, aren't they? You have to pay for like it to get boosted. Hmm. Yeah. I am. Yeah, no, it is. They they look for you to pay to boost every single post. Otherwise, it's just not really, it's not performing at all, and it's it's a bit sick. And especially in like in twenty nineteen, we did a lot of Facebook ads and stuff like that. And now when you post something, it's just it's if like out of twelve thousand followers, we'll get to like a hundred and thirty of them. Yeah, it's just it's Instagram. Yeah. We find is a lot more engaging. Yeah. Anyway. We like Instagram mm. a lot better anyway. Just yeah. first too. I actually I, I prefer Instagram personally, but the only yeah. reason the only thing that Facebook has over it is the events. So yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. The only thing it has. How rare are they? Well, they're starting to come in now, obviously, yeah. with, with the restrictions lifting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fucking pain the whole to be tied to Facebook that way because again with the podcast as well, I upload stuff. I, I my preference at this stage is Instagram, but like it has the option of sharing it to Facebook. But I mean it reaches nobody on Facebook anymore. It's just Instagram yeah. is where it's at, you know? And what's funny actually about Facebook is uh, you get abuse on a lot of your ads because people kind of feel like you're like spamming their news feed. <laughs> if you're running ads in certain places, they'll just be commenting like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, sure, we were doing ads in Chile when that fucking match shit was going on and we got a load of grief. Like, yeah, people are like, fighting for our lives there. We don't care about you. <laughs> yeah, it's just Jesus. Like, just having a I ran an ad in uh, Yastrook, Russia, which is the coldest place on earth and I just heard some documentary or heard seen some documentary and like I know they have a tribe and punk scene and they like all the gigs over there do really well and I was like let's just try ads out there see what it's like yeah. and then they just saw like come over here in the winter ha 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 that was like every comment Baylor Baylor did a tour yeah yeah you wouldn't be arriving on with the old Hawaiian shorts and shorts and flip flops yeah. over there Jeff uh, yeah, there's, there's documentaries in that place it's insane like you'd get frostbite and I'd say in under five minutes just being regular clothes mm. but like you are actually one of the few bands that have managed as Daniel was referencing Tombs and um, Hashmaker uh, you're one of the few bands that actually did manage to play a gig yeah. you actually yeah. played two gigs didn't you yeah, yeah. yeah we got the tell us about the build up to the Dublin gig Bone Factory yeah 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 um, yeah do you want to take the lady here, Moyana? 
No, yeah, leave Paul, leave Paul in there, one Paul. Uh, tell us about uh, your uh, excitement to build up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Well, we didn't think it was going to go ahead, so we were like, mm. the boys were. I was the only one in the band that was like, it's happening. So the boys were like, nah, it's definitely not happening. It's definitely not happening. I think we practiced once before, did we, Jeff? Once, what? yeah. It was one of those. See, what happened was, um, gigs like the Bowden Factory is the only place in the country hosting gigs. And so I was saying to Renick, I was like, it's not going ahead. They're yeah. coming out saying it'll be like the end of September and all that. And I was yeah, like, but Ren- Renick was like, I knew what would happen. And so the reason we were allowed to play it was they have a theatre license, yeah. which allowed them to circumvent the rules and host it under theatre rules. And I was like, so Renick, you knew that they had a theatre license, which would allow them <laughs> no, I just to fucking circumvent the rules. And I know, like, we should be prepared, but like, no, it's definitely not going No, no. And then what? We one practice, like, in two months, like, the fucking... The one practice and then our longest ever. Yeah, an hour set, like. <laughs> but we, we, we did we did good. We, we pulled it off. What? He had an hour set? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no support, like. Because we only had, like, an hour of time, so we couldn't get any support around, so we just had... We did the hour. Fucking hell, like, sure, your average uh, song is around three minutes long. Yeah, but how many songs did we do, Jeff? Like fucking sixteen songs or something. Yeah, like we're up to um, how many songs do we have? Yeah, we, we, have do, we, we, we have about twenty-seven songs at this stage. Oh, to be yeah. honest, so but um, we also did a sketch. Like, so I kind of made a joke <laughs> about um, I dressed up as I liked it off stage and came back dressed up as um, Macbeth. Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> and he was gone for fucking about five minutes, and I was up in the stage by myself, and I go like, but he's like, do a drum solo, and I was like, nah, no, hold on, hold on, you'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I said to Ricky when I was going off, I was like, whatever you do, don't stop playing, and he plays the riff two more times, and then just stops, <laughs> and everyone's just looking at Rennick. <laughs> That's bass players. All Ricky had to do was walk off stage and scream. And then when I come back onto stage and me outfit and I, he just walks up to me and goes, Here, what do you want me to do? I was just like, oh, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Surprised. I, my favourite thing is when Jeff bombs on stage. Like, um, that didn't really bomb, but yeah. I think it did. So you were doing kind of a stand up comedy show in between songs? Like, well, he does he, he does joke sometimes. And like, um, no, I just did a soliloquy from Macbeth to fill the theatre role, but then I started getting heckled straight away, and I'd only learned it the, the day before. And the day of that gig was a disaster because yeah, it was him, so stressful. Like, they send us. They send us what, what their backline was and uh, we arrived at the gig and they were like, where are your amps and all that? And I was like, send us a list of all the stuff you have. Yeah, we, we, we thought like, they'd have amps there. We home what? You are they kidding none, me. Yeah. And the Bowen factory's in dead centre of Temple Bar, so you can't drive down the roads uh, and all that. Yeah, like the Temple Bar, you used to be able to park down Temple Bar, but now there's all barriers and like with the, getting the drums at the end of the night and getting all the equipment was such like I got moved by the guards about like fucking three times like getting the drums out. Like. So, <laughs> so you arrived at the button factory and you never asked that, that they had the like we thought they did. We thought they did. We thought they did. They sent us a list. No, of no, all they, they sent us. They sent us a list of all the equipment that they had, and then Ricky made right. a stage plan and said, "Yeah, right. we'll use these amps, and this is our setup and He's all right. that." And then when we got there, none of it was there. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, you have to bring your own ship." He's like, and so it was just—it oh, was a mad stressful day, but it was working. Fuck pulling it off. So what time did Even you arrive at, and then suddenly realize? Like, how, how, what was the kind of time period in relation to he getting back to get all the gear and come back? Was it like... Well, like, my plan for that day was... Um, I was just kind of... Like, they said load in from three o'clock. Now, I think from as any time after three. And so I was there I, three on the dot. 
waiting on the cunt. But go yeah. on, go. Well, you didn't. You did that thing you did where you like you go off and have a joint, and I'm just inside what we said. And so oh, I'm there, yeah, and then they go, the "Oh, we touch his." <laughs> yeah, and so they're looking at me, being like, um, "Oh, like these are late," and I was just like, "You said loading from tree, not at tree." <laughs> and then uh, so I had to get the two lads to show up like immediately, and then when we're setting up, what do like, you mean? We were there before the stage. you. Oh, well, I was inside at the back, and you were right, nowhere to be found. Yeah, imagine if the... there was five of them in a band, then. Oh, fucking Christ! Yeah. <laughs> And so I had to get my dad actually to drop in. Like I have a bass amp and a guitar amp, so he dropped him in, and then we had to get a trolley and me him, and then like walk twenty minutes with the trolley and the amps. Like your biggest gig, literally yeah. your yeah, biggest gig. Like and like ah, we're a disaster of a band. Like everyone's honest oh, a disaster. Like, but it works out here. Yeah, no, I feel like we're honest. kind of jinxed, to be honest. Yeah. No matter yeah, what no, we do, like. ah, fucking, this is brilliant. Ah, this is why I do podcasts. <laughs> that true, then, you, you, you get to hear stuff like this, like. And uh, you had to organise somebody then to film it as well, yeah. Ah, his mate Paddy, yeah, yeah, yeah Paddy, Paddy, Paddy Dawn, are you? <laughs> um, yeah, Paddy, my old school mate. Um, he, he's, he's he's hoping to get work doing videos for bands and all that, so. Yeah, but he did us for well for free basically, and uh, cool. We didn't have any live footage before that, and I know when you're trying to get gigs abroad and all, you need something like that, like you mm. need live footage. So we got a good bit of stuff. Yeah, we're happy with the how the audio turned out as well. Yeah, it sounded great, looked great as well. Yeah, the lights look fantastic. And I see actually a couple of bands um are playing. I think Fraud are playing there soon. Okay. Oh, they are. Yeah, Fraud playing with um with Zilla Cult, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that might even be supposed to be this weekend, I think, or next weekend. It's but, um, the 30th, is it, for some reason, is it? I think it's... It's a great venue on. if you can get it. Like, it's, that's yeah. why it's kind of hard, to, the idea of going back to certain places, because you have a giant stage, you've got the lights show, you've got the smoke, mm. you've got the great sound system. You've got, you've got down... Now, just for if those band, if any bands are playing there and they hear this... There's a backstage that they won't tell you about, but it's class. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. go out the stage, go downstairs. Uh, there's a big, like, there's a shower in there. There's a toilet in there. You can drink away. It's I feel days. like they probably tell other people but they tell us. <laughs> yeah, they like, do, we yeah. don't want you cunts down there. <laughs> well, that was maybe if you were actually there at three o'clock, they would have told you. Because <laughs> yeah. I was they probably I was... have amps through their bands and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where the amps are. Because yeah. I was out there drinking in the park, like a knacker, and I was like, tell them there was a backstage <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Like... <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Backstage was cool. So, right, so that's the button factory. So then you went over, was that? Before or after you went to England? Oh, that was after, yeah, yeah. England. Okay, so tell yeah, us about England. England's Something's bound another... to fucking happen to you in England. Well, the funny thing about <laughs> England was um, that was another one that only got to go ahead on the 23rd and the gig was on the 28th. We were tight. So it's called standing calling. Is there yeah, standing calling? Yeah. Headline we with Craig David. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, like, we... Probably that that was probably our biggest whatever like going to London and all, but we ended up getting so drunk in Hackney the night before we were in bits the next day for the gig about two o'clock. Well, we pulled the gig off it was deadly, but like we were fucking in a hoop. Jesus Christ! And like it's all on what, YouTube. We got we got. I fucking like, tried drunk. watching it. I tried watching yeah, it. I oh my god, lads! Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> 
as a uh, what would you call it a tour diary yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. heavily heavily edited. heavily edited because they wouldn't let us back in the country if some of the shit and we tried to score weed off oh we did uh, we, we scored weed in the end but and they still get the updates soccer man every weekend yeah, 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 yeah if anyone needs weed and hackney so What's your man's name? Marco or something? Yeah. Who are we man. asking me for? Nico, no, Nico. <laughs> and you just met him on the street and just fucking started hassling him for fucking weed, is it? Uh, no, I, I can't remember how we found him. <laughs> someone sound, someone sound gave us his number. I think we asked some skateboarder who was just going by him. He was like, bro, have you got any weed? And he was like, yeah, he gave us a number and then we met your man. England's, England's handy for uh, yeah, yeah, so, so come on, let's let's talk about then how did you get the English gig and what was that like playing to um well there's an English booker oh, uh, that lives he, he was living over here and he, he just seen the Cannes video. Cannes video is done more for us than I'd say anything yeah. else we've ever done. And uh <laughs> now unfortunately he only seen it the day before he went back to England. Um but yeah, after that he was just like, Look, I've never I've never contacted a band without seeing them play, but uh He's like, I really like that. And um, I'd, like, if he's interested, I want to. Tr- tr- he tried to get us one or two other gigs for that weekend to make it more worth our while. Well, it's just like, John we're Sullivan, happy. no? John Sullivan, yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to okay. do the Metal Hammer Awards. And yeah. Like that. But, huh. um, yeah. He also he thought we were about 20 and 21. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a couple of magical lads. Like, yeah, we're magical lads. Like, you'd be all right. Like, couldn't believe he had jobs. He's like, he's have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he's much better over here. Like, you can't just leave, but no, he's a legend. Though. He's, he's sound, sound. Yeah, he was dead sound. Good stories and all. Like, he's been around the block, yeah, and yeah, he's got Lemmy stories and all. Like, he's got yeah. a lot of good stories. Good bloke. So, is he looking after you now, or what's going on management wise? If we sporadically kind of talk to him, he's kind of like, uh, he said, let me know when he's playing next and we'll get over. I'll see he's in a proper set because we ended yeah. up playing Stan and Colin at like two o'clock and it was bright out and it was like a bit of a shit stage in the middle of nowhere. Like it sounds better than, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds better like saying, oh, we played Stan and Colin than it looked like it's going to have a shed somewhere. But well, it was, like, um, the whole thing was, it, it, it was a kind of um, a Bedouin tent or something, was it? Um, yeah, it was like a tent thing, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, it was cool. Like, and they said, like, your man who was booking that stage said, uh, apparently he was the second best bar after the main stage and all. And he said, um, he'd, he'd, like, he'd have us back next year. He dug a rack and all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's, so he's there. Like, he's he's managing other bands and he's like, he's a cowboy. Like, he won't mind me saying that. Like, he's involved in loads of stuff, musical and otherwise. <laughs> so we kind of, we just keep him updated on DP and the releases yeah. and all. And, uh, yeah, we've got nothing concrete though, so we're just hoping to meet up with him again and him see us play in a proper setting. And it was yeah. funny that gig though as well. That tent was like the kind of chill. It was the Sunday of the festival. And it was kind of like a little chill out fucking spot, and they're playing on like chill out like dance music, and everyone was there kind of skagging over after the weekend. And then we come on and fucking like, <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, thought we yeah. cleared the place, but we we didn't end up clearing the place like. Got good, decent enough crowd. Yeah, yeah, no, a lot of people came up to us afterwards and they're like, I didn't expect to hear something like that. But there was festival. definitely like one poor chap, like, nah, like. <laughs> but there was massive the kids sitting right in front yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. The there was kids there and then we have the line, um, throw, uh, smoke crack and throw bricks at kids. That <laughs> 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 ah, was good though. I'm raging we didn't get any real footage off it just because, I don't know. But like, it seemed to fit it in well with your tie. 
print or dye printed uh, <laughs> what do you call them jogging pants. bottoms <laughs> yeah the dinosaur pants that's a new tie dye tie dye <laughs> I lost my actually what you didn't oh, lose them yeah, the last gig we played I, I had to play in jeans and the two boys had their pants but no no how, the, f- how the fuck would you lose those Paul ah jeez I don't know I'm losing fucking I'd lose me they glow in the dark and all <laughs> I bought a new pair. <laughs> I've wished, oh. I've wished, it right in three months, but Jesus Christ! Well, can wish. you imagine? Can you imagine now trying to manage these lads like, <laughs> on a European tour? Lads, oh, I don't Jesus. know. You're, you're scoundrels. <laughs> <laughs> scoundrels. The day that I was standing calling, like, I just remember Ricky called Shotgun in the car straight away and I just got really travel sick in the back and as soon as we got there, I puked me ring up. Like, oh, no. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> After you finished, what happened then? Yeah, the whole, uh, the gig got washed. The out. whole thing got called <laughs> off, cancelled after we played. Uh, like London flooded, like the fucking the, the subway in London and all was flooded. Like everyone was like, it was madness. Um, but yeah, the whole fucking festival called off an hour after we played. So you got off the stage, right? Took off all your your gear. No, we didn't take right? it off. We kind no, of we kept that left on, it on. Yeah. Left it on. And, that, and like was that, it yeah. raining at that stage? No, but no, it, we started to thunder lightning and all. We kind of sensed the coming, and we were hang- we kind of wanted to get out of there. Like John was like fucking like, oh, would you not stay and go on a mad one? Because he, he thought we we're like twenty twenty one, but we were like, ah, no, we we go too. And John didn't want to drive us to the airport because <laughs> the airport was a good bit away, so he wanted us to get a taxi. But he offered us to drive us to the airport, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, and I know he's like, you should stay here. I is sound, but you could tell because even when we started driving the airport, you could see bits of flood and the roads started to happen and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, no, it rained, it rained really bad for like fucking fifty minutes. It seemed like, and there was, it was the whole place was flooded. Like he had to, like he nearly he stopped the car. It was the, the flood, the rain was that bad. He had to stop the car on the side of the road and all. It was crazy. Yeah. So the whole festival got flooded out. Yeah. And um, what did you, did you say that Craig David couldn't? Craig David got cancelled. I'm sure we still got his face. Bo Selector. <laughs> we, were gonna, like, we were meant to have like a Bo Selector mask for us, but we just didn't bring it. Uh, we brought okay, yeah, the, the mask of the queen we didn't use either. So basically, he closed out the festival. Yeah, yeah he yeah, closed. Yeah. You were on the close next. Yeah. He came out at what, two o'clock? Two o'clock? <laughs> Uh, one down. thing that was actually <laughs> I feel I have to mention was um, this was only after England lost oh, yeah. the World Cup to Italy oh no so way. Was, that wasn't the same weekend it was the week just after right. the first week okay. after so I, I wanted to go over and like I was going to have my Italian top on Jesus and I was going to be like <laughs> yeah and you know what English people are like so I might have got lynched or something yes everyone there was so sound we would have just looked like guns that's exactly we what like we did do it because, yeah, exactly. What it look like pictures? It's just like happy families yeah. being real we were, supportive. We were respecting football. Oh, good luck, guys, and all this. And I was like, what are we going to do? Try and antagonize water and the Your only fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were hoping for some hooligans yeah. to like throw stuff at us. And I was like, oh, everyone here just seems nice and like they don't care about football. Oh, classic lads. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's but, fucking hell. Um, college radio, have you targeted it? Um, I wouldn't say specifically, but like I, like I put so many hours a week in just trying to get our music everywhere. Like, yeah. um, on our way, like lunch breaks and all. Well, up until maybe kind of recently, I've been just firing it to every single blog, every single, even to even bands that we like. I think that we sound like I'll be finding our fans on you know Instagram. Just 
Like, I don't have shame about trying to promote the band. I just DM, I'd be like, what's the crack, man? I see you're into this band, this band, this band. I was like, hopefully I'll check us out or three pieces from yeah. Ireland and all. Definitely. Nice. And we do, we do, we do get like people saying, oh, I really dig your sound and all. From that, like, there's some people who just tell you to fuck off. Well, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a tough, tough uh, thing to do. And Jesus, if you're, if you're doing that, Jeff, respect, man, because that, you're hitting more walls than doorways you know for your music I, yeah no it's like the strike rate is horrendous but like it's you really have to grind up a follower at a time like and a listener yeah. at a time and... what would you think Daniel with uh, their audience um, I think they go down well in America if they could get a lucky break yeah definitely um, I, I definitely think like kind of the London scene you'd, be, you'd go down really well in London um, and and you kind of you're, you're in that kind of handy genre where you can play a lot of different festivals you're not confined yeah. to yeah, just yeah. metal festivals which is which is really good like as in you'd go down well at like Reading Leeds those set places as well yeah um, we're pretty versatile like even if yeah. we were playing a full metal festival we'd have like a metal set where all the songs would be heavy as fuck and then like if it was another like Stan Call like we have songs like lighter songs like Hug and stuff that we could play in. Mm. yeah exactly and you handy, have, like, and you have that kind of you've more accessible songs as well for yeah, that yeah. type of audience, which is great. And and bringing in the acoustic stuff as well, you're you're kind of full of surprises too, like because you don't know what's going to come up next on your EP, which is which is really good. Like, you know. well, that yeah, that was a big point of the EP was um, like I kind of feel like it's almost like you're so far so good so what or something. Some people mm-hmm. get that reference where you know when you hear T cells and you hear that it sounds like. I'm not going to say it's not as good as this in franchise feet, but it feels like it kind of goes like that and then it shoots up again for Rust in Peace where it's like yeah. a lot of experimenting on there so far so good so on so like that and I feel like we got a lot of stuff out of the way that we needed to do to grow yeah and yes then on, like, I think so yeah hopefully and then on like next year's album I feel like we've learned a lot so mm. and I feel mm. like we're taking the full plunge next year where it's like yeah. that's a heavy like that's just a pure heavy album yeah it's pure brute there's no there's no hug on this album it's odd <laughs> there's, double, there's a bit of double bass in it and everything so we odd. have a long term plan like. you can see the progress can't you Daniel between what was it Degenerate Art and then Disenfranchised Fetus oh definitely like between Degenerate Art and Disenfranchised Fetus it's like a big jump and then this is another kind of step like yeah. in another direction so yeah. I suppose having all that in your arsenal and then going into an album, I think, is is is, is a really mm. good idea. Um, yeah, I think the album's definitely going to surprise people again. I think. Um, yeah, and uh, as well the fact that G embraced, like, I mean, you didn't shy away from the whole grunge thing with the acoustic stuff as well, which is uh, you're always saying it, Daniel. There's a market out there for that. Yeah, definitely a market out there for grunge. Um, mm. And, you know, we see it with Vendetta Love, you know, when we... Um, oh, yeah, the boys, shout to the boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, um, that was a great trip. Then I was told that they were glam metal, so... Um, uh, some of them, they're a bit of a mixture, like, yeah. they're a bit of a mixture. Like, that, mm. that last single they brought was just pure fucking 90s grunge, like, yeah, know, like they deserved that fucking playlist there, 100%, like. Yeah. But then the other stuff is kind of like the load of soul, like they're savage. We will definitely play with them boys, hopefully. Yeah, we were getting in yeah. touch with them a bit, and um, but uh, yeah, they just things just didn't work out when we were looking to play with them. But um, yeah, I think yeah, they, I think they've nice promised, like great. Yeah, mm. that'd be great. Even I could see you guys playing with Hashmaker actually. Oh yeah. Be, ah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We play, yeah. yeah, we play thirty casuals, but Hashmaker we want to play with as well. Yeah, you definitely you go down well. That would be that would be a really fun yeah. like. Okay, I'm going to play a track off the new double EP and it's called Every Sunday, so we'll give it a listen. 
so much tension in the world today. But if I have a peace, love and understand them. little riff there is bugging <laughs> the shit out of me. Where have I heard that before? I'd hope nowhere, but maybe somewhere. <laughs> Where'd you rob that from, Jim? Uh, <laughs> I can't you think. Um, I was played on a Fender. I might have like a bit of a Stevie Ray Vaughan thing kind of going. Nah, nah, it's, nah it's, 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 I can't. I, 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 even when I was listening to it there again the other day, I was just going, Jesus Christ, that's, that's a great piece but uh fucking hell it just reminds me of something uh, that song production, actually um oh sorry go ahead the production is fantastic isn't it daniel great yeah, song show to me bridges yeah yeah it's absolutely that's yeah, that song uh, it kind of came together as a joke because i was i was kind of just like slagging indie one day sending messages to the lads and uh they're like oh that was going to kill i'm just going to stick with that and then i just kind of just kept going so a lot of our songs is going to just you jam one riff and then Normally I'll just keep going and then I'll like send it to Rennick and I'll be like, oh, ignore the second half of that. It was just jamming. He's like, no, 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 that's pretty cool. And I end up keeping it. Yeah. Yeah, that's sure. Look, I mean, fuck it. They're some of the best songs result in something like that you, that you don't want to throw away and other band members will spot it for what it is, you know? We have like the second half of Floyd, look. Really? The second half of Floyd, because I only just had that main riff, but it's like, only does like, uh, he's like a shed out the back and I just kept jamming on it and I kind of just sent Randy Gall to like five or six minutes or whatever I was messing around and I was like I ignore the second half I'm just going to come up with something there and then he kind of sent back you, drums over it you never said ignore the second half it uh, was so I kind of said like I jammed the second half like I, I'm not no, really he, he, to he it. Sounds 
And then, like, I put the drums to them, and the drums, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, oh, he'll change it up. And I was like, no, play how you sent it. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah, the old directoral uh, thing is coming out in Paul there. Lars Wenig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the track listing is every Sunday, which you just heard. Dr. Smile, um, that was released. Was that a release as a single? We, yeah, we released a lot of, most of it as, as singles already. Yeah, fuck the American dream. Now, art school grand tours. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, I was reading um, Chris Connolly's book, uh, rereading it for some reason. I think I was just chasing, like, light reading. Chris Connolly was like, he was in ministry and revolting I was Cox. just going to say, is that, is that to do with the ministry? Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, it was just a line he used, and I kind of dug it. And, um, yeah, just have a bit of bitterness to it. Uh, like obviously we're, we're you know trying to become successful and get the attention of like Irish mainstream media and all that <clears throat> and as you probably know yourself they don't really cover like they don't cover rock basically yeah. uh, like they cover indie and they say what are you talking about we cover rock what would be indie and then um, man we got one for the team when I appeared on Clearborn oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> educating the okay. masses yeah man slayer Angel of Death, who would have thought yeah. on Radio 1. Uh, you managed to get in Phil with us. Uh, what did he say? I think yeah. he said fuck or something. Oh, there was plenty of uh, language in that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking classic, yeah. Go on, uh, Jeff, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so it's kind of just, I do just kind of get frustrated at that. Like, you'd have, like, I'd hope all the other metal bands apply for the same opportunities we do. I know they You're breaking up again, man. No, it's okay, I can hear him, yeah. I was right. just saying, um, I hope, like, this because like last year there was a lot of music grants. Um, and Michael Richards said uh, he did like 16 invoices for bands, and he said none of them got approved for the grant. But like all the indie bands got the grants, and yeah, mm, it's all season, like. And then even like Ireland Music Week was on there last week, which is you get 500 quid to play, and you get like an international audience of people from Sony and all that. And there wasn't one rock on the band on that either, except for. Except for by Curious, yeah. Yeah, um, I've, I've had by Curious yeah. on the show. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I really like by Curious. Mm. But um, you can kind of see the door just feels like it's closed to air bands. And even though I've gone to all the like industry stuff, I we went to Music Cork in 2019 and all, um, to try and, you know, draw their attention to like the underground and all and say there is like people going to these gigs and, you know, they buy merch and they listen to music passionately, you know. But it just kind of feels like... Um, yeah, it's it's all rap and Indian. It's just hard to get a look. It's just frustrating. That's what that was really about. Yeah. Um, do you know a band there that just came into my mind there, especially with your lyrics as well, um, and you're not a million miles away from them, is uh, The Scratch. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We've actually applied to support them. We were going to... That's a big thing we do is try and chase support acts. Like, I'm flat yeah. out doing that. And they're playing soon in the Olympia, the Tree Olympia. And uh, yeah, I was hoping to try and support them actually. I sent them a forward them an email. Yeah, because that, that sense of humor through the lyrics, Daniel, you can yeah. hear it, can't you? In both, you can, yeah, yeah, just scratch your great like. Well, hopefully, they're, they're listening. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. their cover of Aerials. It's fucking there you go, yeah. there you yeah, go, yeah, man. Yeah. Unreal, like, yeah. Yeah, um, look, they came from being a metal band called Red Enemy. And, yeah, yeah, uh, I remember. Oh, right, right. Mm, yeah. So. It just goes to show <clears throat> they change the music and uh, then they start getting all these 
doors opening in front of them. No, that's it as well. They're absolutely fantastic. They deserve everything they, they get, you know. But um, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But there is uh, definitely kind of um, a favoritism going on, certainly, and metal and rock are completely ignored, unless strangers with guns apply for the Eurovision. <laughs> and no better boys to fuck it up over in somewhere yeah, like I love that, yeah. Iceland or wherever the hell. But who oh, wanted, yeah. oh, Italy. Italy, there you yeah. go, lads. I, that's what I want you know. After this interview, this is your fucking uh, task to try yeah, and represent Ireland. Challenge. Let's do it. I'd be up for that, yeah. And, yeah. and get over to fucking Italy. Submit yeah. a song for the Eurovision. <laughs> you had a fucking turkey go over, so you can surely manage it. Come on, Daniel. I'm is a pretty good album, you know. Share with the dust and unplugged is a good album. Oh, you could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is it is completely in favour of indie and trad and shit like that. So, but I was just trying to draw their attention, say, look, there is stuff happening here. You can go to these venues; there'd be good crowds there, and there'd be passionate crowds and all that. But um, it just feels like even on Ireland Music Week that was online this year, and I was just bombarding questions in, almost like advertising the band. Because every time you ask a question, your name's just stuck on the screen. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah it'd just be good if like I don't know if the other metal bands really have commercial aspirations or if they do but they want to go through like the UK route because they come people advise that they're like you're going to have to skip Ireland you have to make it big somewhere else and then come back yeah Joe like this, but... would be a big advocate of that wouldn't he Daniel he would yeah definitely mm. and sure even like and they're even like a mainstream band but like the Cranberries made it big in America before they made it big yeah. in Ireland which isn't uh, like historically every Irish band had to either make it big in England or America yeah mm. then just, the yeah. Irish public respect them yeah even like Primordial like they're so yeah, yeah perfect and, example and yeah. like they just can't can't make money here. It's it's crazy. And yeah. like as you said, like metal bands make so much money from merch. Like it's in like you guys compared to an indie band. You think that's where they put the money into? Like where where fans are passionate, fans will pay the money. It's funny what you're saying about Primordial because there's a podcast, Damnation Versus. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, Bloodstock, yeah. is it? Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's what he, he he added that on later on. But I know he interviewed Alan from Primordial, and he said that. Uh, He's never been offered an Irish festival, and they've played the tens of thousands in like different countries and Czech Republic and all. They've never been offered one Irish festival. What Irish festivals are there? Siege. Take a few people. Knocking Stock in one year. Dead Label played Knocking Stock in one year. Actually, mm. that, that's that's one. But that's, yeah, Knocking Stock is one that um, actually does give bands a shout. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Great side played there as well. Even they did. There was a lot of bands yeah. playing there. Evan played uh, there as well. Zora. Yeah. That's gone as well, isn't it? No, I don't think, think so. They'd be back. They, well, they, they took it. I know they took a year off, but I don't know if they came back after it, though. They were supposed mm. to come back and then what happened, you know? And that's another problem, isn't it? Just uh, even for the likes of you trying to get a gig somewhere now, there's such a limitation on. Much, we, what options do you have? We were kind of planning on a bit of a break because we were flat out during the pandemic. Like We were kind of planning a little break even though shit was supposed to be open up. But, yeah, we wanted um, to go flat out during the pandemic when everyone else was taking a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way, I kind of like that thing. It's like Black Flag did it when everyone's trying to play faster, faster, faster and then they just slowed everything down. It's like yeah. do the opposite to what everybody else is doing. So when now music... 
go flat out and then when everyone else starts doing it we, we had this we had to though because we were like a brand new band like we started formed in 2019 then the pandemic happened so we kind of just had to like keep working and bringing out shit on it like and we just got lucky with timing for recording and stuff as well and being able to make there was still a gap there like we could have sat on the music but we're like nobody else is releasing really so let's get it out yeah. Can... Mm. yeah and you know some bands will benefit from that I mean are you watching we'll say uh, your YouTube and Spotify uh, audience yeah definitely. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. definitely we're and... definitely trying to push our uh, YouTube anyway subscribe if you're watching <laughs> yes Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, the videos um, definitely help. Um, like, there's only so much you can do again. Just fucking do playthroughs. Everybody seems to be doing it. Like, come up with something new. I don't know. Yeah, well, we're planning a few skits. We're planning to get back to the skits and that shit. We have a few music. American Dream, we will release that. And then uh, for Sunday, we plan a bit of a controversial video. Um. Maybe you could just start with me kind of coming out of the crash car and uh, <laughs> yeah, going on yeah, the yeah. Next, next fucking dilemma with fucking Stranger with Guns. <laughs> I kind of think that like, for bands in uh, certain genres and all, they really have to write like an end of Sandman or Smells Like Teen Spirit to just break through. Like be so undeniably brilliant because I don't think you can just be good in certain genres. I think you have to really do something ridiculously amazing to break and through. And have the luck as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely need luck. You need to be the right time and all that. Like, yeah, yeah, it it, it is frustrating. I think for the majority of Irish bands that are out there, metal bands and bands like yourself, um, you're representing the scene with your quality releases. Um, it is attracting attention from outside. I mean, there's record labels like Wormhole Death coming in now, and they've snapped up two bands straight away, which is Foreign Wolf and Hint is is two examples. Oh, they were on yeah, your show so, a couple of weeks ago, weren't they, Haint? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, there is interest from the outside. It's just like you really have to have a really good product. Um, you need you know, money behind and, you. I heard Haint kind of talking, like alluding to that. I was like, you do need, you need, like, you need financial backing mm-hmm. to do certain things. Like, I know, like, a lot of the music managers say to break a band, you need, like, to invest 100,000 in them. <laughs> Jesus, so, I don't uh, think... That's yeah. fucking feasible. Well, it's not. That's why it's kind of, it feels like such an uphill battle sometimes. It's yeah. as good as you're doing, like, because, like, so when people see your mini successes and you know, you've got that good show at the Button Factory and, like, your streams are going up and all that, I was like, there is a ton of behind the scenes work. Like, there's so many emails, there's so many things like that. Like, so it's a slow mm. grind. It's a really slow grind. It is a slow grind. Daniel, any solutions for the lads? <laughs> Rob Bank, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you see the guy that? Uh, do you see that guy that like forged uh, documents to get a mortgage? So you could do that and just yeah. mortgage your band. Well, Jeff's just no. been going through trying to get a mortgage. So. Sorry for your troubles, Jeff. Yeah. Sorry for your yeah. troubles. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat, Jeff. It's absolutely horrific. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Growing up stuff, lads. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine you're on the fucking rat race now, as I call it. The end of 2021, we're going to be struggling for gigs still, at the looks of it now. Um, yeah. 2022, I mean, you have a plan in place for this album. And how 
successful do you think you will be in kind of getting gigs for next year even? Yeah, well, next year I feel good about it. Like this, this um, Become a Pope is out on the 26th of November. But then like we're not really going to get to play and really promote that the way things are looking. Um, which, you know, I'm not too torn up about, but it would be about next year. Cause, um, so we want to release a single in February and we want to do the album around June or July. So we're going to, we're going to look to get a serious venue. We're going to look to get serious bands with us on the bill and all that. Because mm. you can kind of, you can play too much as well. And there is the optics for all the people that are like the industry people where you don't really want to be playing a load of like little gigs and then hope to draw like, I don't know, like 150 people to a gig or something like that. When you've just played like, you know, February six weeks ago or something like that. So you do have to take a break before trying to pull on a big gig where people haven't seen you in a couple of months or something like that. So I'm trying to, it's very, you have to think, think about you it. you overthink it. I maybe <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just fucking get as yeah. many gigs as you can. That'd be my advice. We did that flat out in 2019. We played anywhere and everywhere. Like um, we went mm. all over Ireland, but it's kind of, yeah. I'm as not, Dave Grohl said it, you know, just get in a fucking van and do it, man. You know, just just fucking hit the likes of Kerry and Waterford. Yeah, yeah. And... We haven't played Galway yet. That's the place we want to play. Jesus, there you go. There's another example of a oh, great the North, spot oh, there. Oh, we right? have played the North, yeah. And the North, oh, yeah. But again, that's, uh, you know, you, you might have to play the likes of Derry and mm. other places rather than, like Belfast probably is suffering the same problem as Cork is, as Dublin, as Limerick oh, yeah, is. Yeah, There's yeah, too is. many bands trying to get into one or two, one or two or three venues. We were chatting a bit with Pure Sonic Outcasts about doing some kind yeah, of gig yeah. thing. But they Shout kind out of, to the lads. Absolutely. But they kind of, they messaged us literally the first day we decided we are taking a break. So I was like, lads, we're on a break. Like we had to turn down a gig. We had to turn down two gigs. And then they came in. I was just like, it's just really bad time, unfortunately. Yeah, but like we'll get them boys down oh, there. We will, yeah. Boys. We'll absolutely hook them up with something down here. Yeah. Uh, Merch wise, I always have to, have to ask this question. Anything? Many people kind of look after the earth. Yeah, we always have merch. There's an old uh, strangergoodsteespring.com. Uh, <laughs> It goes into foot sale. Sales <laughs> um, yeah, we, we have cups and all, don't we? Yeah, we have cups with F in, in space. I will see. We have Teespring. We have Teespring because there's no overhead. Like there's kind of print on demand, which I don't think a lot of bands are on, and a lot of people don't really trust you. The Teespring, like they kind of before, just like buying them off you through Bandcamp and all, but it's working out alright. Um, well, what's the short with Ricky on it? The kids say, "What does that say again?" I made it. I know I got rid of that now. I made like Ricky's ma wanted to buy a, a t-shirt for his uh, his his niece, so it's just basically a picture of Ricky looking stoned off his bin and <laughs> But then he didn't even show it to her. He was like, "Ah, she was messing." But it's a fine t-shirt. Teespring is good though. There's no overheads. Yeah. Any bands have like no money and they're looking for somewhere to do merch. So what what is the idea of it? You just put up an image of it and then you can get it printed on demand. Is yes, that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice more, more bands should get on it. It's like no overhead because we got stuck with a load of t-shirts before that we couldn't sell and and cost. I have a lot of terrible t-shirts that we just kind of wear the gym. <laughs> we didn't sell one like, and nobody told me it was terrible. And I'm looking at them now and I'm like, that's so bad. Yeah, and then you just like my designs, my nice fashionable designs. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so the double EP is brilliant. There's a great yeah, uh, selection that. of songs on it, man, and uh, will appeal to many. 
I just hope you get the chance to tour it. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, we'd love like a little uh, UK tour, German tour, something next year. Like, we try oh. something like that if we could. Yeah, just get a week together and get a van and fuck off to Germany and uh, yeah, make sure you get somebody to fucking document it, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it ourselves, we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine them turning up at a gig like with yeah. half, like there's only three of them, but two of them be missing. Like, <laughs> yeah, doing a I used to have it in the papers, I guess. Yeah, like, where's the boys? And Ricky would be coming in with a pack of Harry Bow, we disappeared to get Chetties and came back an hour later. <laughs> Brilliant, lads. Look, draw, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, cheers know. for having us. Yeah, I love, I love Champion Eater. You're a great bunch, and <laughs> fucking, like, in fairness. In fairness, um, your output is brilliant, and uh, like myself and Danielle have had a listen now to the WP, and we love it, don't we? Legends. Yeah, it's fast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so when is it coming out, Jeff? 26th of November. 26th of November, lads. Keep that in mind. So thanks again to Jeff and Paul. Uh, Danielle, much appreciated for coming on as well. Cheers. So you've been listening to the Metal Cell Podcast. Support your local metal scene, and uh, take care, everybody. Yep. <laughs>